0: Hey ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put A Ring On It podcast.
1: Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts.
0: (laughs) You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes.
1: And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information.
0: And we didn't want you to miss out. So please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-a-r-o-i.
1: Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way.
0: Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as 2 bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more.
1: All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Receive 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash ring.
0: Welcome to the Put A Ring On A Podcast, a podcast for you and you and you and you, not you, definitely not you, but you. I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer and really slow reader.
1: And I'm Daniel Pasternak, wedding planner, and I'm making curry for dinner tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> Sweet! <laughs> That's probably my favorite intro we might have ever done. <laughs> Definitely not you. And you. <laughs> okay. That's a good way to bring up this like super like maybe <laughs> heavy episode. Yeah, <laughs> super fun, positive introduction. Hey everyone, let's talk about guilt today. Womp womp womp. I say we right. keep
1: that. Let's just keep going.
0: Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, episode forty three. Um... Hi Dan. Yeah. Hey Danielle. That's uh, Dan. You... Yeah, that's and this is Danielle.
1: No, I'm Danielle. I'm, wait.
0: Yeah, there we go. This is Dan.
1: That's Danielle.
0: Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a fabulously fun introduction uh, for may- maybe a heavy episode because today we're talking about guilt.
1: Guilt. Ugh.
0: Guilt. Ugh. But like guilt cannot not always be a bad thing. Like there's like a positive stress. Like is guilt and stress interchangeable? Are we going to say that?
1: No, no, I don't think they're interchangeable. I think they're related but not interchangeable.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: guilt is one of those things that just comes and goes in, in all different chapters and all different ways throughout our life. And I think we all have different ways of dealing with them, but I think for many of us talking through them and just having really honest conversations about them, it it helps us to step out of our head sometimes and, and make us realize that we're not alone in these feelings and, sometimes it helps us feel to understand rather where these feelings are coming from is as half the battle,
0: right? Just recognizing them is half the battle,
1: right? Exactly. So we want to talk about it. We want to, we want to peel back the veil,
0: <sighs> Stealing my words. I know. (laughs) Yeah, and just shed a little light on on maybe a heavy subject, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to try and keep things light. That said, we realized that this could be a trigger for people, and this may not be uh, an episode that you want to listen to or are ready to listen to. Dan and I are really going to try and keep things positive and healthy. Um, But we, neither of us, are experts in the brain department or the psychological (laughs) department by any stretch,
0: (laughs) What she's trying to say there is that we're not not licensed psychologists.
1: Mm-hmm. So legally, we're advising you to seek help if you need it. Uh, yeah. But we are here to listen and share stories and shed light on on what we've experienced and what we know and what we've seen, and we're just going to talk about it.
0: Yeah, and if like if this kind of guilt is not something that you can just like talk to about a friend and like man i'm kind of feeling a little a little strange about like being in the center of attention should i feel this way if this if like if it if you can't think out of it just more than that and have like a nice conversation with somebody and maybe they give you some advice or just you know ways to think about it if it becomes more than that if it becomes something that feels a little heavier something that's you know starting to weigh you down then obviously definitely you want to take a little take a little you time um and talk to somebody who who would be really helpful to you in this situation, like a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist or something.
1: Okay? Mm-hmm. Deal. All right, Dan. So let's just dive into this topic. Um All right. I have a few different areas of guilt that I think I want to explore, but but really I just want to talk through this. This isn't yep. really a uh, a list, <laughs> a list style podcast episode <laughs> that we can do. I know. <laughs> I know. Um but I, I think I want to start off with talking about Guilt in asking for help when you're planning mm. a wedding. Um, I, I think that there are different ways that each of us approach different life challenges and big events and big projects in our life. Yep. And I think some of us are better at asking for help than others are. I am not a person who's good at asking for help.
0: <gasps>
1: Shock. You are neither? <laughs> are you Really? Would you say that?
0: Um, I feel like I'm. I'm good at, I feel like most people have like enough stuff on their own plate that like why would I reach out and and like ask them to like do more and add more to their plate? Like that's a thought that like I regularly have.
1: That is a can of worms right there that we could potentially open up. But a different episode entirely. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's um I think it's safe to say that we all have our own our strengths and weaknesses. And while it's okay to feel uh, or it's okay to want to take on all of the planning responsibilities yourself, it's also okay to seek out help. And if you're feeling like Dan, maybe you have people in your life who want to help. Maybe you don't have people in your life who want to help. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I think think there's options for you no matter what. Um, And I think that there's still only so much that one human being can physically do can physically decide on can physically make happen and I think if you don't lean on your support system even just a little bit it can be a lot of responsibility to sort of have on your shoulders um so I think you have to weigh the the um the differences of do I want to feel like I'm carrying all the responsibility or do I want to feel like guilty because I'm passing on some of that responsibility to somebody else
0: yeah I also think that there's something to be said about like – like one of the things that like kind of recenters me is that in general, like my friends and my family um, want want to do good for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I come to them and if I generally say like, hey, I actually really need some help with this, most of my, my family are going to say, yeah, 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 of course. Of course I'm going to be happy to help. Like I'm just thinking about when – when the whole thing happened with our shower right like uh <laughs> we had like this our, our shower busted um and i had no clue how to redo the shower and so i called up danielle's significant other and i was like hey mike do you know how to tile a shower and he's like sorta bet you we can figure it out together and I, I needed the help but it's like there's this little side of me it's like i could do this i can make this happen but it was so much fun like that was such a good time and i'm so glad that he came down and it's like it's like sometimes if we just get out of our own way and just like good things can happen if you just get out of your own way and allow other people to do good for you, even though it may feel uncomfortable to put yourself out there and be vulnerable.
1: Vulnerable. Yes. I think that's definitely a key word. That's a, that's a word uh, I particularly tend to hit on because to me, vulnerability yeah. is, is more terrifying to me than snake spiders and carrots. Like yeah. I, that, that, thought of being vulnerable is just so raw and so oh, so terrifying um, yeah and I think paralyzing that's what, yeah times. paralyzing yeah that's a really good word for it so I think it's it's about like you said getting out of your own way and asking for help and I think sometimes it's also asking for specific help so maybe it's not reaching out to a parent or a sibling or a friend and saying can you help me plan the wedding it's saying hey can you help me find a wedding band? You know what I mean. It's 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 being very specific in what you're asking for. Delegating because, a task. Yeah, exactly. Because then it doesn't feel like you're you're putting the entire responsibility of the entire wedding onto their shoulders. You're just saying, Hey, I I really value your opinion on this. I know you're great at music, or you know whatever it is. Can you can you help me find a really good wedding band? Because I'm I'm stumped.
0: Yeah. Just maybe maybe it's as easy as Hey, there's 50 bands in the philadelphia area can you just come up with a list of your your top five who you really like and who you think i might like
1: right and maybe like Done. if if you're a person like me or you have a specific something in mind but you just can't quite find it is you know and i really want them to be able to play motown or i'd love it if they could play some jazz give that person a little bit of direction because as dan said there's way more than 50 wedding bands in philadelphia <laughs> Very um, true. but you know it, it you don't want to overwhelm that person either you want to give them a little bit of a direction think of it if, if your boss was giving you a job right You'd, you they wouldn't tell you google the entire internet of weddings they would you know give you some parameters to work within and i think that's i think that's super helpful with it
0: yeah yep
1: and if you don't have someone in your life um or don't want to put that onto someone in your life, this is a perfect, perfect, perfect job and a perfect time to hire a wedding planner. Um, Yes, I know I'm a wedding planner and that opinion may be very biased, but I can't tell you how much time I save my clients in gathering information and putting information in front of them and saying, this is the research, Here's, here's what I know, here's my experience that comes to the table with it. I would either do A, B, or C. I'd probably do A and here's why. And it just makes everything a little bit easier for them and a little bit less f- feeling like they're alone in this whole thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like we should really get Rachel on this. my wife rachel on this (laughs) podcast because she'd be really good to say like she didn't need a wedding planner she didn't she didn't see the value of it and i was just like hey there's this person who i know who i've worked with a couple of times who does like really great things i'd like to just be able to sit back and not to handle anything and rachel's like what i could do this like Mm because rachel's you and rachel are very similar you're very type a you're very organized you you get things done you move on but after she sat with you And after we had that first meeting, she's like, yeah, well, like it's a necessity. I need it. And by the, like I said, I've told this, said this a million times by the time our wedding day rolled around, you knew more about our wedding than we did. And that's, that's really the goal, isn't it? Like, like, like all we had to do was show up and have a heck of a time. That was it. Um, but it also took all the guilt off of our asking our friends and family to do stuff that they don't know about. It was all just, Hey, this is the person we've hired to do this. We're paying you the money. We don't have to feel guilty about mm-hmm. asking you to do something, giving you a task. It's like, no, that's le- legit what you're there for, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And at any point throughout that, did you feel as though, uh, it, like, that you were sort of losing control at all? Because I think that's a big thing, a big fear in working with a planner is that the, the couple's going to lose that control of the day.
0: No, no and because... Everything, every question that you asked, every decision that you made was based on your affinity for us, based on your your knowledge for who we are, for where our wedding was going to go, for um, – and I'm sorry that we're, like, turning this into, like, an infomercial for, like, hiring a, a wedding coordinator. But it's just it, – it's just such an amazing investment um, that is just, it's just worth it. Like, I, I know that this might come across as biased because we are in the wedding industry and uh-huh. – but – there's just no better way to say it like you you let the professional do what the professionals do and whether that's photography or a band or florists or a coordinator who's hired to take take all the the stuff off of your shoulders. Yeah. So be it. Yep.
1: It's it's very much about them taking on all those jobs that you really just don't want to do. I mean, there's a few things that by nature I can't do. Um, you know, I can't decide who is or isn't invited to your to your wedding. And I can't, you know, I can't decide who's sitting where. But it, it, it for the most part, there's so much that I could take off of your shoulders as a planner. And that's why a that's why I love what I do, because I, I love absorbing other people's stress and, and making it my own, apparently. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it's it's why I see a therapist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, um and you just said something that was really important is the the guilt of like who to invite, who not to invite, like extended family, coworkers, do parents get a chance to invite people plus ones, kids, like oh my gosh, how often do you hear about can we invite kids is it bad not to? Should I not give a plus one to this person? Honestly, I mean,
1: yeah, and I think it's out of all the questions that we receive from all of you amazing listeners, this is probably the most common question that that we get is is how do we know who to invite, who not to invite? How how do we break this down? Um yeah, it's it's hard. And I think it's where it gets tricky is with extended family, you know? That whole thing is if I invite that one aunt, be that I love, do I have to invite all the aunts and uncles and cousins and it, it it can become this like very difficult web to navigate yeah. but so I, I guess the way I usually pose it is how, well how do you feel Dan? If, if you invite one aunt uncle cousin to your wedding do you then have to invite all aunts uncles and cousins to your wedding how do you feel about it
0: I was just thinking about that and I was like like my family even extended family are pretty close mm-hmm. um So I would have to. Um, We did have like a sort of weird situation. You know, one of them kind of reached out and said, hey, this is is what happened a long time ago. Is this other person going to be there? And we had already invited like both sets of people. And, you know, Rachel was very pragmatic about it. And she was like, you know, we're – inviting everybody, you know, we're, um, sorry that that happened, but she basically just said like, there was no hard feelings. We really hope that you could still make it. We didn't know about this. Um, so we hope that you can still enjoy, uh, come and enjoy yourself. We'll make sure that you guys are put on opposite sides of the reception. Um, and we tried to kind of appease both sides and, and go from there. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I, I don't, I don't know how you would handle, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's like family is not super tight and where you would draw the line at.
1: So personally, I don't feel like you do have to invite everyone. Yeah. I have a huge family. Um, Most of that family I haven't seen since I was maybe six years old uh, because somebody decided to throw a weird family reunion. Um, I am not exceptionally close to most of my family. I feel like I have um, my immediate family I'm very, very close with. But once I get stretched... Too far outside of that, I have um, family friends who I consider to be aunts and uncles, far above my biological aunts and uncles and cousins, and so on. So that said, and everybody has their own experience with this and their own, you know, their own family family dynamic, family, yeah, exactly, yeah, to to work through. But the way I look at it is sort of this: it's is that it's it's your wedding, and I, I honestly think you should invite who you most want to be there. And I, I sort of think if you're inviting someone out of a formality or out of a, well, I have to invite that person, is that, I don't know. Like, if that person comes, like, do you, is there is that weird? Is that funky? Like, I don't know. The, I think the way I would approach it is um, if, if the people that I'm considering not inviting, if they didn't invite me to their wedding or their life event or... Or their whatever celebration, how would I feel? If I would have hurt feelings, then it would probably be reciprocated on their side if they didn't have, if they, you know, if I'd invite them and they had hurt feelings. But if I'd be okay with it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's okay. It's my opinion.
0: Yeah. There, there's one extended family member who I don't really see much. Maybe I've seen them five times in my entire life. Um, It's my dad's sister. And, uh, I my dad would never tell me like he's just too like soft and subtle uh, he would he would never tell me like hey invite this person mm-hmm. but I knew that one it would it would be nice for him to be able to sit and talk with Eric because and this is the this is the thing that really uh, drives home in my mind is that it's not often that we have a happy reason to get all these people under one roof for for a happy reason like I said. And this was an opportunity, even though she wasn't my, she was not like somebody I'm super close with, that it would be, it would mean a lot to my dad. And I'm close to my dad. So like, that's why, that's why I invited her. And Mm -hmm. you know, that it, it was perfect, but it's not like I'm also, that was just, you know, my, my dad's sister and her husband. It wasn't a whole side of the family, you know, Mm -hmm. so it might get tricky there. Like this was only just one person.
1: Yeah. It's adding two people to your guest list, not 40 potentially, right? Right. Yeah, right. it's it's definitely it's definitely a factor in all of it. I think um, one of the one of the questions that we got from someone and I remember specifically responding, I, I told them, you know, if, if for example, this this family that you're not considering inviting is, you know, your dad's I think I actually use that example, your dad's sister, you know, maybe maybe talk to your dad and say, you know, dad, I'm thinking about not inviting it. So and so and uncle, what's his name? <laughs> what what are your thoughts on that? And if dad's like, yeah, that's that's makes sense to me. You know what I mean that they haven't played a big role in our lives, all good. Mm-hmm. Then then that's okay. Or if dad's, you know, if dad says, you know, it would mean a lot to me that they're there, then I, I would reconsider your thought on not inviting them because it to me take, it seems like a big deal to them.
0: Yeah, take it into consideration for sure.
1: Absolutely 100%. But again, like you know, you know best. I just think that there isn't a hard and fast rule on who you should and shouldn't invite.
0: Right. I think it gets easier with coworkers and things like that but you just devote a little more time to like plus ones and kids. I feel like you've got you've got some good some good tidbits of things to say and uh, how to navigate plus ones and kids? <laughs>
1: yeah, we we actually did a Dear Dan's episode. Um, those little mini bonus episodes that we're doing. It's um, Dear Dan's. Is it rude not to give a plus one? I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But if you scroll back a little bit in your in your podcast feed, you should see it in there um, where I get into this a little bit more. But I, <clears throat> I think it still goes down to the fact of um, who you do and and don't want at your wedding. I. Do you think that if you are inviting an adult that they should be given the option of a plus one uh more often than not, unless you had a really good reason not to. Um just because if you were invited to a party, I think for the most part you would want to bring a friend or a, a partner or a, a something with you. Uh you one know.
0: caveat to that. Okay, I think go ahead. if if it's like a if this person does not have a significant other hmm and they're going to be another like like a lot of their friends already yes. there so say they're like in a m- group of mutual friends who's so a whole bunch of them and they're not dating anybody i don't think it's necessary to give that person a plus one right if, if they know if someone like, else a whole bunch way. of the friends yeah if they know a whole bunch of people or just a couple other people i don't think it's necessary then
1: right right i, I absolutely agree um okay. and with kids kids gets tricky i Facebook friends who who message me about like how do we tell people that we're not inviting kids to the wedding and you know I think it's, it's easy for our family to come back at us if we choose not to have kids at our wedding and sort of lay on that guilt. Well, what do you you know? But she's your niece. How how can you not want her at your wedding? Or she this is your goddaughter. How do you you know? How do you not want yeah. them to be at your wedding? This is a big deal. And you say, well, we're not having kids at our wedding. It's 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 very hard to deal with the guilt of that of someone coming back at you and saying, "Well, how dare you," right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a personal thing. It's such a personal thing. I also feel like one, I I, maybe most people just don't understand how much goes into a wedding. Let's just talk about cost. It's not like like one kid. If you add one kid, you know, it's Mm -hmm. fifty bucks for a vendor meal or something like that. If you add ten kids or twenty kids. Do the math. That's five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. You're starting to add, and then, it, if it's not something that you want to have to deal with, then it, you make you take a stand. You say no, kids, and you know that might mean that some people won't be at your wedding then because right. they can't find a babysitter or whatever, and you have to be okay with that. But I, we were worried about this for our wedding because I have a lot of cousins and Rachel has a lot of cousins, and to our surprise, a lot of people came back and said awesome. We, we love the opportunity to just get away from our kids for a little bit. And Rachel and I have a one in May, and it's the first time that we are we have to leave our little one um, with some grandparents and go away and, for like a whole weekend. And while it's tough, we're also really excited to just reconnect. So t- think about it from that aspect, too.
1: Right, 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 right. And if, if you have a lot of people on your guest list that have kids that you really want to be there but are concerned by saying no kids, that they're not going to come, consider getting a babysitter. You can absolutely hire a babysitter that will either be on site or at a nearby hotel or a designated space that's away from the wedding where the kids can be fed or parents can bring their own meals or whatever it is. You can arrange that where that babysitter will just be there all night. If it's close parents, you know, when they want to can go and check on their little ones if they just know that Aww. those kids are good and they can, you know, dance, drink and have a great time all night, then they're good. It's a it's a great win-win. If you're walking that line of what do we do? How do we keep this an adult exciting party? We yep. don't want a bunch of kids running around. It's a, it's a really good compromise. You're sort of it's tough as a as a as a guest to say How dare they? How dare they offer me a babysitter so that I can come enjoy this wedding and my kid is still entertained for the night? Like, what's the negative in
0: that? Right, right, right. Oh man, I just thought of another big one about like not necessarily inviting people, but but similar um, about who to put in your wedding party. Yeah, that is one I hear. And I'm not even a coordinator, but one I hear all the time, like people agonize over this. Well, we've got to have this many people on this side. He's got more friends than I do. Um, and he's up to like 15, but I can't put that many. in. it's just like it. It's a lot. Um, and this is something that I definitely hear people really going back and forth on for months about who they're going to put in, whether or not they should put this person in and how they cut that line. It's a tough yeah. one.
1: Actually, um, this reminds me, we got a question from one of our listeners about this. Um, Mm. I'm actually going to read her question because I think it it very much applies here. But I want to get your thoughts on it. And maybe we can help her out, too, because she's she's definitely looking for help. Um, But let's talk through it a little bit more. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So this question comes from Erin, and she says, choosing bridesmaids has been a lot harder for me than I thought it would be. My fiance had his groomsmen picked out right from the beginning. I originally wanted to have my sister solely standing beside me to avoid hurt feelings But now I've happily asked my sister and four close friends to match my fiancé's five groomsmen. Her question is, how do I avoid hurt feelings for one particular friend who I didn't ask? I was in her wedding about two and a half years ago, so that just adds to my guilt. We met in college and haven't seen each other as much since her divorce one and a half years ago. To add, my fiancé isn't the biggest fan of her. Due to her crazy lifestyle and a few things she has done to me personally, but I have a lot of empathy for her due to her divorce. Long story short, I know my fiance's opinion is really important since this is his wedding too, but she is also important to me and I don't want to hurt her. How should I break this news to her? I've tried to research a solution and can't find anything. Well, that's a long thing to Google.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Dan, Dan, Um, what
1: are your thoughts? I'm curious. Okay basically she's she's got her people picked out she stretched herself a little bit farther than she thought to keep it even she's not not asking one bridesmaid but i think it's more so because her fiance isn't really a big fan
0: yeah because the first thing i would say is like it doesn't matter if your sides are even or not uh that's the first thing like yeah it's nice and pretty it's fine but i've seen plenty of of weddings and I've, i've photographed plenty of weddings where there's Sex on one side and eight on the other or 15 on one side and two on the other. Um, When it all comes down to it, like. It's just the evenness is about pictures, right? Yeah. Yeah. No
1: one's going to leave your wedding talking about the fact that there was an an uneven wedding party. And if there were, then you planned a boring party, I guess. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Seriously, like it's not a huge deal or it's a it's not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Yes. Second, I would say. Maybe you can find a way to honor that person for knowing them for uh, for your life and being that, them being close to you in some way. So maybe um, maybe that's a reading at the the ceremony or something. Um, maybe that's um, if they're an amazing singer, maybe they could sing some songs or or you know they can play a song on the, the guitar and and um, they can you can honor them with that kind of a responsibility as well, rather than just putting a fancy dress on or a suit and standing up there with you. Um, you know, not the perfect answer, uh, but it would still be a, a gesture of goodwill, you know, mm-hmm.
1: what are your thoughts on the fact that her fiance is sort of dictating that this person isn't in the wedding party? Obviously we, we, we have, very we limited information here uh, and I'm just going off of certain things she says specifically that um, my fiance isn't the biggest fan of her um,
0: I think that's a that's a tough one um you know obviously that they have some history together they're you know her and her friend have been together or friends for a really long time and I guess from just from what she was saying like I would say like you sh- you shouldn't just put the person in your wedding or doing something because you feel bad she has – she's going through a divorce recently. If right. you're like – if you think that there's like some possibility that your friendship is going to last and that you're going to continue to be friends after the wedding, then yes, honor her. Do something good. um Uh, for her, have her included in your wedding and then communicate that to your significant other. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I know that she might've done some things, uh, not so good to you in the past. Um, and, but I think just a simple conversation with, you know, this person still does mean a lot to me. Some things are going crazy in her life right now, but maybe, um, maybe this will also help her get a little grounding, um. And still honor our friendship, and hopefully, you know, things will change in the future and be good to go. Uh, but I don't really just want to write her off completely, um, right? And see how it goes from there.
1: Yeah, I I would sort of challenge, um, Erin, who who wrote in with this question. I would sort of challenge her to say to take her fiance out of the equation in the decision and then see how she feels because i can't quite make out if she's sort of using her fiance as a way to be like well he also you know he really doesn't think it's a good idea so i'm gonna go with that like i think i think it needs to come more from a decision from her and see which way she's leaning um and and follow her gut more i think based on everything she says um Like she says this person has done a few things to her personally it sounds like you're sort of looking for an excuse not to include her and uh, let me be the person to say you do not need to include that person just because you were a bridesmaid in her wedding um you did not sign a contract it is not uh an equal trade it is completely a-okay to to not return the honor, I guess. I, I That's the only, I, I think, I think friendship takes work and it takes respect. Yep. And once certain things start being broken there, then it, it becomes really difficult. But I don't think making that person a bridesmaid um, or a person in your wedding party will solve your friendship or, or change who that person right. is. Um and and all of that. If if it's, if all of this is only coming from her fiance, that he's not a fan of her personality, and that's where all this is coming from, then I would sort of try and have a conversation with the fiance and say, um, yep. you know, this person is important to me, and and while I I totally get that your personalities may clash, it would mean a lot to me that she's in my wedding party, and I hope I hope that I hope that you can respect that and. And that we focus on the bigger picture for the day, and that, you oh. know, I don't know. Maybe that needs to just be a compromise. Maybe that's a tough conversation, but um, but that's my thought on it.
0: Yeah, I like taking um, the fiance's opinion out of this and yeah. and just thinking about it. From okay, what do I? What would I do in this situation? Do I definitely need to put her in because I was in her wedding, or am I just putting her in because? I feel bad because she's going through a divorce or like where's the pressure coming from right. figure that out and then take that to the fiance and and see what he thinks.
1: Right. And right? try and try and put yourself maybe in each other's shoes is, you know, yep. if your fiance had a groomsman or a friend who he was considering making a groomsman but you think that that guy is just the worst piece of human being, you know, for for whatever reason would you approach your fiance and say, Hey, that guy is not going to be in our wedding party. You know, it, it, try and put yourself in, in the other person's shoes for, for each of you to see, you know, how it might feel to, to be, be on the other side of it. That yeah. makes sense.
0: Yep. All right, so Tim. let's take a, a quick break and talk about something else. That's going to make uh, wedding planning a lot less stressful and something that goes hand in hand with less stress. And that is good sleep. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guys, oh. Casper mattresses are like sleeping <laughs> on a dreamy cloud.
0: A big, puffy white cloud. Yes,
1: they offer zoned support. So your back gets extra support to stay aligned, which is more and more awesome as we get older. Am I right, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're a night sweater like me, for some reason, I, my feet <laughs> sweat. My like, I need the cool side of the pillow. Not like gross, but like I get, I hate being hot when I sleep. Dan, stop it. So this is why I like Casper. Casper uses open cell foams, technically speaking, that have these tiny pores to let excess hot air escape, so you can stay cool and comfortable. Which I think is just brilliant. I think it's such a cool way to to sleep on a mattress, to have a mattress. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they offer they offer free shipping and returns, and your mattress will literally show up in the smallest box you've ever seen for a mattress. It's like, it's amazing, actually.
1: It's ridiculous, absolutely. And as a put a ring on it listener, Casper is going to give you fifty bucks, fifty dollars, five zero dollars towards any mattress purchase. Just visit caspertrial dot com slash ring to save fifty bucks off your mattress and sleep better, or your money back. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Let's just dive into the deep end of the guilt pool. Let's do it.
1: All right. Let's see where this road takes us, shall we?
0: Shall we? We shall. All right.
1: So I want to talk about guilt um, in receiving gifts. And there's a few different facets to this.
0: All right. Lay them out.
1: First, I want to talk about... Well, just a sort of lighter thing. I want to talk about that guilt that when everyone is watching you open presents... And mm-hmm. you have to be excited about every single thing, but not any more excited about one thing than the other. Like you have to be excited, just as excited at your bridal shower when you open up a pair of dish towels as when you open up a like food processor. By the way, a food processor is like my life dream appliance that I want to own. I don't have and a they're food not processor. That expensive. I, I know, know what to
0: get you now. I'm writing that down.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's the most... Brilliant piece of machinery, and for some reason, I don't have it right now. I am researching dustbusters, so that's just where my head is at. But anyway, what I want to talk about is like that feeling of guilt of of being sort of showered with gifts, um, and maybe ladies understand what I am talking about a little bit more than Dan is because, oh yeah, um, we just obviously seem to I clearly didn't understand
0: this one going into this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you have to sit there and and you know, showers are just these bizarre uh um events that that happen where we just shower this this woman with gifts for whether she's getting married or having a baby or whatever it is personally i'm a big fan of jack and jill's where male and females all are able to partake and it's a little bit more uh, a little less um uh i don't want to say cheesy but that's the only word i can think of <laughs> i'm not a big fan of showers um But yeah, and I think for so many of our couples uh, who are getting married, they are no longer um, living separately and joining their lives together, or they're no longer living at home and getting married and starting a new life and starting a new home where they don't really need all of the household essentials like bed linens and blenders and food processors and, and all of those things. So they're really stumped as to what to put on a registry. So they have all this guilt that well, I guess I have to put these things on a registry. I guess we can use a a new vacuum or I guess we can use new dishware, but I don't know. We're, we're kind of happy with what we have now.
0: Yeah. I think this is one of those situations where like, let me see if I can say this right. Uh, what you resist persists. Like, like if you're somebody who doesn't have like a, 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 a very stable bank account, uh, maybe you don't have a bunch of money. Um, it might feel like might feel strange to be asking somebody else then to pay for a $700 vacuum for you when $700 is your rent each month. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, And it uh, it can feel pretty heavy. Like I get that. And I remember like as we were scanning barcodes um, at (laughs) at Bed Bath & Beyond or one of the places that we uh, registered, uh, the lady just kept reiterating that. And she is also a saleswoman. So she's saying, you know, like, Oh, make sure you go for this big one. Make sure you go for this. But she would say a lot, like, you know, allow some people to like go together on a big gift for you or mm-hmm. allow somebody to really, if they, if they're really special to you, allow somebody to shower you with a gift that they really want to give you. Um, and so we were, But she also said, you know, make sure you get some smaller items, some things that Mm -hmm. are simple that you really need to be able to give people the gamut. You know, put some big ticket items on there that you maybe wouldn't be able to get for yourself that somebody would want to get for you and put some lighter ones on there. Um, But yeah, but that that does not fall that far for me. Like I I definitely can get behind feeling strange about asking somebody to spend Money on you, especially if it's a lot like that was strange to put like even a $300 vacuum on our Registry, it just felt strange
1: And part of me, uh, I don't want to go too far down a trail here, but part of me sort of I don't understand Why we get a gift in today's world for making a decision to commit yourself to someone so I think in previous generations the whole bridal shower thing came to be because we needed to equip our lady, our soon-to-be housewife or our soon-to-be woman with all of the things so she can keep a home, right? Like she mm, needs the proper right. dishware and cookware and all of these things. And that's why we throw it for the woman, right? That's Because we don't, we don't shower the man with gifts in huh. traditionally speaking the same way we do with women. But guys, we're not living in that generation anymore so many of us are cohabitating before marriage or at least living on our own before marriage in that case when it's two people living individually and they're combining two households of 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 apartments or whatever into one house you've got more stuff than you really know what to do you have double of everything so i i wish we could get away from that um but i i don't i don't see it happening any time too soon um but it's just interesting that we need to congratulate them with a gift Mm -hmm. for making this decision. Like, I guess with a baby, I get it. You're saying, congratulations. You're trying to help ease the burden of, of buying all of the things that a newborn requires. Mm. But really what does a new marriage require other than just love and support and good, you know, good energy, good vibes. Yeah. That's a whole rabbit hole. I, I, And to bring it back to a normal conversation, there's other registries out there, too, that if you already have all of the things for your house and you're like, dear goodness, please don't give me any more dishes. I don't know what to do with the ones I have now. There's there's other options out there. There's cash registries. There's honeymoon funds. There's all different things. And personally... I, um, I'm a fan of this trick that if you have a uh, family in your life who you know they're going to be like, but you need a bed, bath and Re- beyond registry or a target registry or whatever it is, then what you do <laughs> is you create a registry and you put things on there and you specifically put things on there that you already own and you mark them as received. So you know how on your registry, Dan, you can go in and like if someone buys you something off the registry and you received it, you can like mark that you've received that thing. That's all you have to do. Just go in there and mark it received. So that way, whoever's buying you stuff is going to go in there and see, oh, they don't need a toaster. They're they've already received the toaster. They don't have to know that you've received it years ago when you bought it for yourself. (laughs) To me, that's a little trick. If you're absolutely stuck. Yeah, that's that's how you get around that (laughs) because you show, look, I put it on the registry. We just already got it. Thank you so much person
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're amazing you think you think of us so much
1: yes and if you are absolutely stuck with having a shower i come across really negative on these shower things i don't mean to but i'm just not a big fan of them i'm sorry if if you guys are listening that are really excited for your shower i don't want to poo poo on your shower but if you are uncomfortable with the thought of opening gifts in front of everyone have a display shower dan do you know what a display shower is
0: yeah where you wrap the uh gifts in clear plastic wrap right (laughs)
1: No, you don't wrap the gifts at all. I mean, you oh. could do it in plastic rack, but that doesn't seem, you don't need to do that. Yeah, so you just the, you tell all the guests it's a display shower. The guests bring the gift completely unwrapped and it's someone's job. You can hire someone or have a, one of your bridesmaids or maid of honor or whatever do it. And their job is they just display things. They mark who it's from so that later you can send out still proper thank yous and, and all of that jazz. But you don't have to sit there unwrapping it and everyone doesn't have to sit there staring at you as you unwrap a bunch of presents and try to extend the equal amount of excitement and <laughs> gratitude for every single thing
0: there was a there's a couple of different showers i think rachel went to that uh they they all wrapped the presents in like cellophane and like put bows <laughs> on them or something that could um, be so cool. that way they could still wrap them but then they're like it was still like sweet and funny yeah That's funny. i think so to, anyway. to me
1: rachel rachel is so good at that type of stuff i would not doubt that one bit because that just seems like the right up
0: yeah she's awesome
1: yeah. All right. So on the other side of things, um, in terms of receiving gifts, um, there's also um, like just financially receiving help. I and mean, I'm talking more in the sense of parents sort of gifting you quite a good chunk of money to have the wedding itself. Yeah.
0: Whew. You could tackle that one.
1: I don't want to tackle this one. So I I, I think we've talked about this before on other episodes. Personally, I feel as though when parents um, do that, it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. But for some of us, it can come with some obligations.
0: Yeah. Like there's a couple different ways you can look at it where where they're giving you like this large chunk of money and saying, okay, do what you want with it. We're happy to help. Or there's, here's this money. I'm going to tell you how to spend every cent of it. Uh, And if it doesn't, go align with what I think you should spend, you're I'm not gonna pay for it, which is right. not, not And gross. not only am
1: I not gonna pay for it, I'm going to pay for this other thing that I want instead. Ugh. Which is hard. And as much as I think it's crappy and, and awful, um it one hundred percent exists. I have clients dealing with this currently and it breaks my heart to see um to see how some parents are choosing to handle it. Um and I don't think it's fair. But I also have to recognize the fact that our generations are very different. Yep. Um, Dan and I are in our early 30s. So we know many of you listening are around that same age, give or take. Um, so we sort of fall in that same generation as you guys. But our parents' generations, they didn't, in most cases, they didn't plan their weddings. They, Their parents planned their weddings. So mm-hmm. when they got married their parents took care of everything with the thought of when their kids get married they'll get to take care of everything and they've spent yep. the last 30 some years with the thought that when my baby gets married i'm going to give him or her Here like go. i'm going to be yeah especially for those girls like that's you know we're going to we're going to plan everything they've got their little money set aside and and it's it's a big deal to them and our generation is sort of taking away that power from them and saying like no no <laughs> love you mom love you dad thanks so much but i'm doing this myself because yeah. we live in a completely different world now, where there's blogs and Pinterest and inspiration, and and there's just access to so much more, and we want to have so much more of a say and a role in planning our wedding, um, but our parents didn't, on um, most part, our parents didn't have that say, and, it's, and we're we're jipping them entirely, and I get that,
0: it, and yeah, and it, it, I mean, there's such a big there's such a huge to do now comparatively to like what my parents did. They got married in a church and then they walked across the street and had it in the hall and they had like paper streamers up and there was maybe a DJ. who was there for like an hour and there was a pot roast where people brought most of everything. I mean, think about the, you know, the fancy weddings you see now or just even the average wedding that you see now. Yes. um, Is a massive difference. Right. Um,
1: and it's hard, and I think I think the only way you as you know as a person, my motto for most of my life has been, you know you can't control everything that happens to you, but you can control how you handle it, and it's about approaching the situation as respectfully as possible, understanding that your parents, while sometimes you may disagree, most often have best intentions in mind for you. Um, But having a conversation, having a probably a difficult conversation, but an honest conversation about expectations, about money, which is sticky, about about what you guys want, what your priorities are for the wedding. But I think that's the best way to approach it is just having a conversation. And I I don't know, I think that conversations I think it's a lot easier to say that than to actually go through with it. But I I don't know any other way through it without a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of Arguing and and not seeing eye to eye.
0: I mean, what would you say if there was a huge disconnect, something that a a bridge could not have been built between, you know, the money giver and the receivers? I would almost say I would say that and and hopefully this is like a very, very small percentage of cases Mm -hmm. that you may have to just adjust what your entire wedding is like and make it a small wedding and pay for it all yourself mm-hmm. if it means that too much is going to too many obligations, too many expectations, too many opinions are going to be attached to that money that that taking that money might end up being more of a hassle than it's worth in the short term. I can't believe you're not letting me give you this money. Right. And you say, you know what? I just We're going to do this small thing. We're going to mm-hmm. do this thing that we can pay for. And there's yep. nothing wrong with that. If that's what it has to right. be, then that's okay. Um, right. And it'll still be awesome.
1: Right. Because we can't say it enough on this on this podcast is that the amount of money you choose to invest in your wedding is no direct reflection yep. of your marriage whatsoever. If you do not take your parents' forty thousand dollars and throw a great big party and you choose to spend uh, yeah or you and yeah and you choose to spend a thousand dollars and just have a really small get-together there is no wrong decision you have to make the right decision for you and if taking that money from your parents or receiving that money i should say from your parents but 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 putting this huge crack in the foundation of your relationship with them because of the battle that's going to ensue over the next year of planning this wedding, yep. that's not worth forty thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. It's not worth a million dollars in my opinion. They're your parents yep. and you've got to keep that 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 relationship as, as positive and, and full of good things as possible. But that's Daniel, what
0: what are the yeah. things that you need for marriage?
1: <laughs> you need a, a marriage license, someone to marry, someone to marry you, and ideally a cute outfit.
0: Perfect. That's all you need. <laughs> Nailed it.
1: Exactly. It's. It, that's what it comes down to. Everything else, guys. It's. It's. Everything else is is the party and the celebration. And if you are in a situation where you just can't refuse the money and you need to acquiesce to what your parents or I guess we say parents, but whoever is contributing, you have to acquiesce to what that to what they are saying. Then you do that. And in a year, five years, 10 years, when you are able to save up the money to do it yourself, you throw a wonderful vow renewal or party or whatever it is to honor your marriage. And that's okay too. There are so many people that go that route. Um, When they first get married, they just don't have the budget to have a celebration like they want, but in 10 years, they're able to save up, and that's what they do. Ain't no shame in that game.
0: Nope. Or you spend $1,000 on the wedding and $10,000 on the honeymoon.
1: Boom! (laughs) Yes!
0: Boom! (laughs) Um, Okay, do we have... I think there was one more that you wanted to... I want to talk about one
1: more thing. I want to talk about this... um, The guilt of receiving attention. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So attention is, is one of those things that you and I differ very greatly on how we feel about it. (laughs) Big time, big time, big time. So I am a person who does not (laughs) like the attention and Dan is a person true to form who lives and thrives in a spotlight.
0: I get energized by people big time.
1: Yes. And so when you plan a wedding, there seems to be this spotlight that whether you want it to or not, will get shined on you. And some of us will enjoy that spotlight, maybe even even take the power of being in the spotlight a little too far. And there's others that will not enjoy being in the spotlight and might even sort of fight the fact that they're in the spotlight and, and deal with all of those emotions from it. Mm. So one of the things, one of the terms that our wedding industry has ever so politely um, given to uh our our people is the term bridezilla yep and nobody wants to be a bridezilla well some people do but <laughs> for the most part none of us want to achieve the term oh, gosh she's being a total bridezilla or a man he's being a real groomzilla right so we are tasked with planning a large event and suddenly We are now walking this line of being a good project manager, because ultimately, you know, that's what your role is coming down to as you plan this wedding, but not being too bossy or needy or full of decisions or full of indecisions or whatever it might be. And suddenly you're like, oh, gosh, if I ask this question or if I take this too far, am I being am I being a bridezilla? And that's no fun. I think that's I think mm. that's so much to put on on all, on all of our shoulders um that it becomes really difficult. Dan is as a person who who, you know, is is more outgoing. I don't want to say more outgoing, but you you enjoy having the spotlight on you. Did you deal with any type of guilt in feeling that way either as you went through the wedding or after the wedding? Uh
0: during the wedding? No. Um uh, the during the wedding felt like like i was just very aware of the fact that everybody was there and there was just like all, like the 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 feeling like there was there's was good juju as you call it there was just like like <laughs> i could i could feel the energy was so positive coming our way especially when we were introduced into the reception for the first time like i remember like it was it was the most tangible display of love that i've ever felt in my entire life uh, i saw felt heard every every fiber of my body was resonating with love because it was just like all these good intentions just coming out of it. people were cheering and laughing and clapping and it's like like that is again where I thrived and even Rachel just had like this giant smile on her face and she's not somebody who seeks out the spotlight um, but like you see me kind of in the video being like more 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 I want more I want more mm-hmm. um, and really I just wanted to give that up to Rachel uh, and and just like I don't know, just make her feel good. Right. Like maybe that was why I, I felt good is because she was really good. She Mm -hmm. was just really happy. And that's, that's ultimately what I wanted after the wedding though. I think that there was some, some guilt in like, I, I wanted to spend more time with people that maybe I was somewhat selfish for just like hogging the spotlight to myself um, and I wanted to, I wanted to like personally walk up and thank every single person and hug every single person and say hi to every single person, but I couldn't do that. So that, that was really what ate me alive after the wedding thinking, man, I, uh, all these people traveled how far and did all this stuff and gave us gifts and money and all these things. Um, and I, I just danced and partied and, you know, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Right. But part of me wishes that like because that's what we set up our our wedding to be. And, you know, everybody that was out on the dance floor, like Rachel saw her people. I saw my people like I did say hi to most everybody. But part of me wishes like there was there was just more time. Maybe that was it. Like there was just I just wish there was more time to both like party and get crazy and enjoy like looking at my amazingly beautiful wife in this amazing dress and also sit down and have like an in-depth one hour, two hour <laughs> conversation with every single person there and give right. them the attention they deserve. Um I, I do believe now though that everybody gets it. I think yeah. most everybody, at least our wedding, they got it. They saw that like they they just saw us being happy and I don't think that anybody wanted anything more than us just being happy and having a great day like I don't think anybody said I can't believe he didn't come up and say hi to me and talk uh, to me for an hour talk to me for an hour exactly like like I said like I made my uh my best to walk around and see everybody and we I saw my Grammy and my parents and aunts and uncles and Rachel saw her people and you know we did the best we could and we wanted to have fun you also
1: had you also yeah. had you know, your rehearsal dinner. You had a very casual get-together at your house yep. the night before where you were able to have more laid-back conversation. The energy was a little bit more low-key. And you did yep. a, a brunch the following morning after so as yep. people were heading out of the hotel. So you guys did do quite a lot. And I think the guilt you're putting on yourself is maybe coming from an unrealistic place because you couldn't have spent yep. one or two hours with every no. single person of your however many guest list, you know what I mean? Like it's, that would just be completely unrealistic, right? Yeah. Um, but it's sort of managing the fact that it is only a 24-hour period day, just like any other day, and you, you are going to have to balance being pulled in a lot of different directions. Yep. And maybe, you know, for those of you listening, you are in the planning process, you haven't quite hit your wedding day yet. Maybe this is your chance to take some time to reflect on what you most want out of your wedding day.
0: Yes, yep.
1: And say, "Okay, how can I balance having the time of my life marrying my best friend, but still being really hospitable and f- and acknowledging the fact that these people have come to celebrate with us like how what can we do to 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 hit on all those points? um you know, and I think just being mindful of that and being aware of that from this point forward um might help you quite a bit,
0: you know what and and one of the things that I think is often overlooked is is giving a formal speech. Like after your toasts and things that that go on, maybe just stand up and and draw attention to the fact that like you want to be able to speak to everybody in the room. Um you want to hang out with all them. Um but you just do want to thank them officially looking around saying like, "Wow, all these people from all these different places and friend groups and work groups and all this stuff under one roof for a happy reason and you're just so excited that they're all there." Um and you just you do want to thank them Um, personally, so if you don't, um, if they don't see you, then meet you on the dance floor in a half hour or like something, make it fun and just enjoy it.
1: Right. Even you just standing up and extending that, like, I cannot wait to party with you guys and, and just bust out our most embarrassing dance moves. Like the, that, that to me is like, gosh, that's a great, it's a great invitation to join somebody on a dance floor right there. You know what I mean? Yep. Where you're like, yes, yep. let's do this. Like that yep. to me, because if you're not sitting and having that, you know, hour conversation, but you're spending 10 minutes dancing with somebody on a dance floor, it's like the best song ever. And you're singing and you're just, you're sweating and you're enjoying it. Man, like it doesn't get much better than that. You know what I mean? Like nope. that's, that's, that's what you awesome. want. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, th- I think that's, that's such a big thing with it. Um, and I think... The other side of sort of receiving attention with this is that you have to accept the fact that this is the chapter of life you're in. If this isn't going to be your favorite chapter of life, that is completely okay. If you have a friend in your life who isn't in a great spot, maybe they are not engaged themselves or not married themselves or they're perpetually single or they're just going through a breakup or a divorce and they're going through a rough time. It's still okay as a human to um, enjoy the attention you're receiving as a newly engaged person, as a newlywed, whatever it is, um, even though that friend isn't maybe necessarily enjoying it for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it can be hard sometimes, especially for those people that are very sensitive to how everyone's feeling around them and really wants to, you know, those people pleasers. I think it can get really hard to feel um, like you want to sort of dampen or dull your 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 shine a little bit, so that so as not to rub it in their face. Um, but I, I think it's I think you're allowed to still feel your joy just as much as they're allowed to feel their sorrow or their jealousy or their whatever it is. You know, I think yeah. I think you're all allowed to feel that as long as everybody sort of stays respectful of everybody's opinions. Um, I it's You know, it's the same as when someone gets pregnant and has a baby. It's a life change. Um, not everybody is at a stage where they can get pregnant or not everybody physically can get pregnant, and it's hard. And I think it's hard to sort of balance that. I see that so often with people posting on Facebook, the fact that they're so excited to be pregnant, and then there's other people sort of quipping back that like, hey, you know, not everyone can get pregnant. Don't you dare celebrate. Um, I don't know. I think I think as long as everyone stays respectful, everybody has their own paths and everybody can choose to be joyful or upset or or sad or mad or crazy excited. Like I think you're allowed to feel yeah. how you want to feel. And yeah. I think you can balance the fact that make sure when you are with that friend that you're not talking about your wedding 24 seven, right? Like, right, y- right. You want to balance the fact that yes, you're happy. If they ask how's planning going, it's going great. Gauge it off, see how much they want to talk about it, but don't, don't come to every conversation talking about planning 24 seven, blah, 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 blah. Like you need to stay engaged in their life if you want them to stay engaged in your life.
0: And if you want to still be friends afterwards. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And, well said Daniel. Well
1: said. yeah, and once you get married and and they finally get engaged, you know it's your turn to be excited for them and sharing their joy. so yeah.
0: yeah, um so if you guys are are struggling with anything out there or feeling feeling guilty about anything that we didn't talk about, write to us and let us know. Um, you can always send us your wedding story at two six seven five two one two six eight six or visit put a ring on podcast dot com slash contact. Um, and we can also, uh, keep it anonymous if you want to write us an email mm-hmm. and and we could do a little Dear Dan's episode about it uh, if you're feeling guilty about something or or just have like a sticky situation you want some some thoughts on. So, yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. As always, guys, check out the show notes for all of the things we talked about today. Put a ring on a podcast dot com. You can always follow me just about anywhere on social media. I am at DPNAC D P N A K.
0: Yep, you can check out my website, danielmoyerphotography.com, Facebook, Danielmoyer Photo, Instagram, Daniel Moore Photo, all that kind of good stuff. Um, keep in touch, and we can't wait to see you guys in two weeks.
1: Yep, oh, and I've been doing good Ooh. with Facebook. So come talk to me on Facebook, guys. Put a ring in a podcast on Facebook. Come talk to me there. I've been putting more love into that space. Woohoo!
0: Facebook. Bye bye. Bye bye.